Your local contemporary Christian music station, Shine 104.9, and over in North Idaho at 94.9, I'm Darren Potzer, and have a special guest in studio with me this evening. Thank you, Darren. My name is Sherry Olson. I'm the executive director of Path of Life, a ministry located on the corner of Indiana and Ruby in Spokane. What's Path of Life, Sherry? Path of Life is a ministry who seeks to offer resources for sexual health and relational wholeness in a Christian context. Your website is pathoflifespokane.org. What are these four ministry areas that you focus on? Yes, the first one, and I'm not saying them in any particular order, but... The first one is support for those experiencing an unplanned or unexpected pregnancy. We do have services to provide ultrasound. We have consultants that are able to connect them with community services. They can walk through their pregnancy and help them and support them, help them um, choose life for their child. Every woman who is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy has five options. She can parent single. She can parent married. She may be able to parent with assistance. For instance, if she's in school, someone needs to come alongside her to help her finish her education. She can choose to place her child for adoption or she can choose abortion. And so at Path of Life, we like to be able to help those individuals who are experiencing unplanned pregnancy look at all of those options so that they can make a well-informed decision, understanding because every decision will have a result and and or a consequence. And so we like to give them the full picture of what does that look like. Now, at Path of Life, we don't perform or refer for abortions. And so, of course, our hope is that the individual will choose life. In every situation, that doesn't always occur. And so we also offer post-abortion recovery services. That is a Bible study that an individual can walk through with our trained consultants. They're walking with alongside other women who have experienced abortions in their past. For most women who are post-abortive, they will not seek help until 7 to 12 years after that abortion. We even recently had one woman in her 70s who it had been 50 years since her abortion had taken place. And so she had carried that grief and that pain with her throughout that entire time. And so we walked with her abortion experience alongside with her to help her with that grief process and to heal and offer forgiveness as a result of her abortion. I think so often it comes across in media that we're being judgmental, but so often ministries like this realize that it's often the woman that has been hurt through this process. And it's wonderful to see a ministry that's really trying to heal women because so often the narrative is you're taking away something that's a right of women when in reality you're telling women, this is not natural. Mm -hmm. This is something that's so painful. What can we do to help? Yes. And I, I absolutely hear what you're saying, Darren. I so appreciate your approach as someone who as a teen, I chose abortion Mm. and I had three abortions. And actually what happened is a relational break in so many respects is because God did design women's bodies uniquely to be able to conceive and bear a child. And so when I then took the life of my children, I had to shut down many of my emotions and my emotions as a mother and being able to connect with the child. And so the process of a post-abortion recovery group is reconnecting with your child, reconnecting with yourself as a woman, as a mother, and then also reconnecting with your God. Because often we are in that place where we believe I have committed the worst sin ever. He'll never be able to forgive me. I'll never be able to be, you know, whole. And my fear is, goodness, what will you think of me? 
me. I couldn't help in youth group programs, for instance, because I feared what others, I mean, if they really knew me, would they be comfortable having me around their child? And so it's, there's a, there's a myriad of emotions and a whole constellation of things caught up within that. And then your relationship also with men, future relationships is, is damaged as well. And so you have a very difficult time trusting. Now, our groups are not just for women. We also have, we offer post-abortion recovery groups for men as well, because for every woman that's involved in an abortion decision, there is a man. And so our men lead men's groups, our women lead women's groups. The hope then is to help them walk through that process to truly become who is it that God created me to be and to be able to accept and receive that forgiveness that Christ offers to us. Listener-supported, commercial-free, Shine 104.9. I'm Darren Potzer. Appreciate your company this evening and have a special guest in studio from a ministry right here in Spokane called Path of Life. And it's the executive director, Sherry Olson. You were sharing a moment ago, you've got four ministry areas that you focus on. Share those with us and briefly about where you're located as well. Yes, four ministry areas, unplanned pregnancy, parenting, support, post-abortion recovery, unwanted same-sex attraction, and gender identity, and then also relationship resource. Relationship resource can be that area where um, we are strictly looking at a relationship with someone else. For instance, perhaps a wife whose husband is struggling with pornography, and she is not quite sure what to do in that situation. She can meet with one of our consultants one-on-one. Um, they will walk through a process that we have a variety of resources that we use as a Christian ministry. Our primary resource is the Bible, God's Word, and our secondary resources need to line up with that. And so we have a number of, pri- of secondary resources we use in every area of ministry. We also offer, because those um, who have experienced a pregnancy loss, like through abortion, or through miscarriage. Those losses are different, but they're still the loss of a life. So we also do have services for individuals who have lost a child as a result of a miscarriage. What a wonderful ministry. And tell us again, Path of Life is based where? Path of Life has a wonderful, unique location on the corner of India and Ruby. We are just two doors west of the local Planned Parenthood, which is an abortion hub in our region. And at Path of Life, we like to be able to offer the woman an opportunity to look at all five choices. We take her through what's goal setting? What does your life look like in five years? How will this decision impact the way you live your life in the future? And at Path of Life, we are completely funded by private individuals' donations. And we have no governmental funding and we don't have funding from other sources, other outside sources. So we don't have to look to any other governmental constraints or anything that may cause us to color our consulting with a client in a particular manner or to have to say something in order to get funding. Check them out on their website, pathoflifespokane.org. That's pathoflifespokane.org. More with Executive Director Sherry Olson coming up in just a few moments. You're listening to Spokane's Shine 1049. You mentioned a few moments ago, you know, abortion is so prevalent in our country today, and so many women have experienced it, and many women probably go on with life, but others suffer with tremendous guilt and shame. Speak to that from your own experience, Sherry, and and what hope would you share with people that might be listening today since you've experienced that as well? Yeah, 
The hope that I would share with women is that um, no matter what the enemy says to you, the Lord forgives you. The Lord forgives you. Know that. Often we hear from women who are struggling and they're like, yeah, the Lord has forgiven me. I don't need to do a group. That's We hear that often. True, the Lord has forgiven you. The group process is that which teaches you the forgiveness of yourself and the forgiveness of others. And it also leads you through the grief process of your child. If I had lost a child, if a child of mine passed away, I would naturally be able to grieve that child, even memorialize that child in some fashion. That is cut off with an abortion. In fact, it's often considered that if you are grieving after you've aborted a child, that there's something wrong with you. And you will see that in some arenas who are very supportive of abortion as they will encourage you, get over it, move on. And yet there can be that nagging that stays with you and nagels in the back of your head of you're not quite enough, you're not quite right, who would ever accept you? In fact, the hardest person I ever had to tell about my past abortions was my current husband. As we were dating, I could see that our our relationship was moving in a direction that we might be considering marriage. And so I had to tell him and, you know, sweet as he was, he cried and he said, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you went through that. And yet he's very pro-life, which is such a blessing. I expected condemnation and I did not receive condemnation from him. The Lord had prepared my heart, brought me to a place of healing before he and I ever met. And then about um, nine years into our marriage, uh, as we came pregnant with our second child, we got a result back from an ultrasound indicating there may be a problem. And so interestingly enough, went in and I remember the first thought in my head, even after all this post-abortion recovery healing was, It's payback time. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how the enemy can do that and plant those seeds in your mind. That baby we later learned, you know, had Down syndrome. I struggled with that. I can remember praying, Lord, I deserve this. Chuck does not deserve this. And the Lord is like, Sherry, I have so much for you in this. And a couple of years after she was born, I was studying abortion statistics, learning that babies with Down syndrome are aborted in 80% of the cases that that diagnosis is given prior to the birth of that child. And I was blown away, but... I also realized as I looked at God's word and, you know, you read in God's word where the disciples said, hey, the guy's blind. Who sinned? Was it him or his parents? And Christ answered and said, no, this was done for the glory of God. Mm. She is here for the glory of God. Is your child living today? Yes, yeah, she's 21. What's and her she's name? Hallie. Hallie. Oh. And Hallie is a beautiful blonde. And truly at that moment, I realized the Lord did it because if 80% of the population is making this choice, wouldn't you think that someone who had three abortions in her past would have made that choice? But he changed my heart. That is the glory of God because the enemy can never take that away, that the Lord changed my heart. Therein lies the hope. Uplifting and encouraging Shine 1049. I'm Darren Potzer and appreciate your company on the radio waves as we listen to some of the greatest music in the land, contemporary Christian music. Now, I have a special guest with me this evening, and that's Sherry Olson. She's the director of a ministry I've been learning a little bit more about this evening called Path of Life Spokane. You have four areas of ministry. Why don't you expand on a little bit more of the ministry that you provide? Yes, we do have a group of volunteers that seek to educate our local community. 
And how do we do that? Well, a couple of different ways. One, we do have a group that goes out and speaks to youth groups. We recently did a four-week presentation at a youth group on God's good design Mm -hmm. and looked at various ways in which as human beings, we have distorted the design and then took it back to what is God's good design in relationships to one another. So that's one aspect. So you're countering what they're hearing probably on a somewhat consistent basis. Yes. As one of our areas of ministry is a hot button a topic, if you will, it's unwanted attractions and gender identity issues, which is significant in our in our culture currently. And so we seek to address that from a biblical standpoint and have many resources with which we can visit with young people and or those who have struggled for many years, as well as parent resources. We have a prayer group that meets once a week and we pray for over a hundred people who are strugglers, struggling with identity issues or struggling with perhaps unwanted attractions. And so we pray for those individuals and we pray for their loved ones and that their loved ones would have great wisdom in how they can interact. Because truly, relationship is is our relationship with Christ. It's a primary relationship, but also those family relationships are very critical too and how we deal lovingly one to another. So Path of Life could be totally anonymous for you if you're struggling with same gender attraction if you have some of these addiction issues their website pathoflifespokane.org pathoflifespokane.org check it out for a family member if you have some of these issues in your own family also you touched on in some of the last segments sherry about your support for those who have experienced abortion mm-hmm. so it's a powerful ministry now tell us from a listener perspective on shine 1049 today what type of support can we as a radio audience, how can we help support what you're doing in the community? Well, of course, financially, and there's a donate button on our website, which we, of course, would love it if um, we would have local support, more local support, always that enables us to offer all of our programs. Everything that we do at Path of Life is free. And so while we have all of these four areas of ministry for unwanted pregnancy, post-abortion recovery, unwanted um, attractions and gender identity issues, as well as a relationship resource arm. We also offer medical services that give free ultrasounds. We do have nurses on site who will give those free ultrasounds as well as STD, STI testing, and as well as free lab quality pregnancy tests that are verifiable should someone need that. We're located at 103 East Indiana, which is on the corner of Indiana and Ruby. And the website is pathoflifespokane.org. Catching up today with Executive Director Sherry Olson. More with her in a few moments on Spokane's Shine 104.9. And Sherry, do you have any stories of a life changed through the ministry that you're doing? Yes. In addition to changing our lives as we minister to clients day by day, the clients' lives are changed as well. One woman in particular comes to mind when you ask that question. She called us and was experiencing an unplanned pregnancy. She was in her 40s and had been told she could never have children. And she was relatively sure she wasn't pregnant, but was able to come in, have an ultrasound. She later told us, The moment I saw the beating heart on the ultrasound screen, I knew there was life growing within me. And I love the way that she articulated that. She went on, walked through a pregnancy with one of our consultants. The baby was born. And then 
a year later, sent us a text message, sent the consultant a text message of her baby in the carrier saying, one year ago, I called you and I was going to abort. And yet I came home to this today. I will never forget that story. That is so awesome. Now you have other aspects to your ministry that you've been sharing with us about this evening as well. And I should mention again, your website is pathoflifespokane.org. You have a special event coming up. Can you share with us about that? I would be thrilled to. Path of Life hosts an annual event called Transformational Truth. And for that event, we bring in speakers from outside the area. This year, we're going to be hosting Elisa Childers and Janique Stewart. They will also be joined by Jason Thompson and Kathy Grace Duncan. Elisa Childers, of course, has written the book called Another Gospel, where she is looking at progressive and the ways in which you know we are de- deviating or diverting from the way the gospel has been written in our churches, in our lifestyles, in our choices. And Janique Stewart has a lot of experience with um, pregnancy center directors. She speaks a lot to teens and has a valuable story to tell us with relationship to culture and how do we speak to this culture in a biblical construct. So it's the Anchored to the Truth Conference at Fourth Memorial Church. And you can find full details on the website, pathoflifespokane.org. My guest today is Sherry Olson. And Sherry, as we close, share your heart for the ministry that you serve in each day. Yes, I. it's an honor to serve as the executive director of Path of Life, the ministry that I get to go to every day. Not that I expected or ever set out to do something like that. With Path of Life, there's the redemptive story. And therein is my heart, is that much like it says in Acts where the the disciples couldn't stop talking about what they'd seen and heard, because I have seen and heard and experienced the healing of Jesus Christ in my own life because of my choices, that is something I want everybody to know about. And how do we take that message out into our community? If it, it can be in the process of sharing our story, it can be in the process of ministering one to another, but it, it is a hopeful and redemptive message message in Jesus Christ. And as I found it, I you know struggled through having had abortions in my past and what does that look like and where is the hope and how can there be a hope? I found myself being fearful of one day maybe passing away and going to heaven and seeing my children and having them go send her back because I took their lives. I made a choice that ended life for them. And then many years later, the Lord brought to me Second um, Samuel 12 and the story of David and his sin with Bathsheba. Sheba and being confronted by Nathan. And in the midst of that, David then went into a time of prayer and fasting for the life of the child because the life, the child became ill. And then, you know, I mean, this is Sherry's Reader's Digest version. They're out in the hall and they're like, no, you go in and tell him, no, you go in and tell him. And he said, did the child die? And they said, yes, the child did. And he then got up, showered, dressed, and went on to eat. And that was puzzling because he'd been so grieved before. And he, his response was Second Samuel twelve twenty. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. And then he went to his own house. And when they asked, they set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this thing that you've done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, 
While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. And that those last words, that message of, one day, I believe, as a believer in Christ, I will go to see those children. They will not return to me. And I don't believe that their their thoughts of me will be ones of condemnation. But I will have the blessed event of being able to see those children whose lives I chose to take. There's hope. That's the yeah. point of what you're saying. If you've experienced this in your own life as a woman or as a man, there is hope not only for you for healing, but for these children that have been lost. So thank you, Sherry. It's pathoflifespokane.org. That's the website, pathoflifespokane.org. Sean.